0: You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Marta Randall. She's the author of Journey, Islands and those who favor fire. Thank you for joining me, Marta.
1: I'm delighted to be here.
0: Marta, tell us how you got to start writing science fiction.
1: Oh, Lord. I always liked uh, the fantasy. I liked um, the fantastical. I liked stories made up in worlds that just could not happen. And aside from fairy tales, I didn't read any of them when I was growing up. When I was in my late teens, I was hanging out with a guy that eventually became my first husband who was a science fiction fan. And it was as though he had bookshelves, shelves after shelves of these amazing places to go and things to read about. And this was all in, oh, just around the beginning of the new wave. So we're talking about the late 60s and the early 70s. It was a breathtaking time to get into science fiction as as a reader. Things were just happening all over the place. Um, and there, there were seem to be this huge tension in the field between these modern forward-thinking people who were off really exploring not just the edges of the universe but the edges of human consciousness and the old guard who were marching um, upright and firm into the future behind the banner of robert a heinlein and there's a lot of good to that you know, there's a lot of good to that too. So, the, to, to use the old Charles Atlas term, the dynamic tension between the two edges of the field made for a fascinating time to get into the field and a fascinating field to start writing in.
0: Now, um, one of the things I thought that was really interesting about the new wave of science fiction was that that was the first time that they really started to think of themselves as a literary genre. So could you tell me about some of your literary influences, and, and when did when and what kind of science fiction did you first start writing?
1: First, well, the literary influences. I, I grew up with the basic smart kids, uh, standard American literary background, I mean, you know, the, Twain and Hemingway and Faulkner and Scott and Fitzgerald. Nothing really out of the ordinary for an interesting, over, over-educated young woman uh, on the West Coast in the late uh, 60s. Oh, the first science fiction story I can I remember reading that identified itself as science fiction was Ray Bradbury's The Small Assassin. I was eight months pregnant. Uh <laughs> And it did not drive me away. I wanted to I wanted to try to do the same things that I saw people like Aldous and Ballard doing. I wanted to use science fiction as a kind of crucible to throw people and situations into and watch what happened to them. And when you're creating a crucible like that, this is almost cheating because you can draw away from the mix, the future, the the world you're creating, you can draw away from it extraneous stuff that you don't want to deal with and just concentrate on the stuff that you think would most strongly affect and embody the story that you want to say. Now, I have to tell you, that I didn't have any of these highfalutin thoughts when I was beginning. This is, a lot of this is in retrospect, as I looked back on where I had come from and how my career had shaped and the kinds of things that I, um, I was interested in and the kinds of things that I wanted to do. I think, in fact, that my interest in the new wave came out mostly in the editing that I did. Rather than in the writing per se, I think of my writing as relatively mainstream. but I'm extremely proud of the uh, volumes of new dimensions that I edited and the stories that I was I was uh, able to pick, and a lot of them from writers who uh, who were relatively unknown to science fiction and have since become a little better known.
0: Well well, tell us about uh, new dimensions. that's uh that was an exciting uh, magazine that really like I think, uh Expanded the genre <clears throat> in in many many ways and brought it some respectability. I think for the first time in in a literary sense.
1: That's what we were hoping. And Bob Silverberg started the the anthology. It came out as a yearly paperback, hard hardcover, and then hardcover paper, and then mostly paper anthology. And eventually, after about ten years, Bob um, burned out on editing it, and he had a lot of other projects to do. And I talked him into turning it over to me and talked the publisher into letting us do this. So for uh, New Dimensions, 11 came out in his name and my name, and 12 came out in my name and his name, and 13 was just mine. Uh, but it was all my work, all my, uh, all my picking and choosing. and uh, It was amazing. It was, um, this, the slush pile was perhaps the most horrifying sight I'd ever seen in my life. But what was in it could be anything from, oh, please forgive me, gods of writing, rancid, rancid garbage, to really breathtaking stuff. And that sense of excitement every day when I opened an envelope and didn't know what was in it was just tremendous. There were a lot of great new writers bursting out at the time, and it was a pleasure to work with them.
0: Well, tell us about some of your favorite new writers and some of your favorite experiences opening an envelope and finding something you'd never seen before.
1: Wow. Um, I think I published either Michael Swanwick's first story or one of his first stories. The same with Pat Cadigan. I believe that I published either, well, one of the very early Howard Waldrop's science fiction rock and roll. Great story. Um, Just... uh, um, Yeah, that was it. That was a, Isn't that a
0: great story? It's one of my favorites.
1: Yes, yes. We had a copy editor who went through it and, and double-checked all the times when the blackout happened in New York to make sure everything worked right. Um, and unfortunately, if I remember correctly, that's the one that went into New Dimensions 13, which the publisher pulled a plug on after it was already in print. They decided they just didn't have the money or the interest in um, keeping the original anthology series going, so that was the end of that well
0: tell us about writing your novels here you are an editor and working with all these kind of wild um, new talents and and writing novels yourselves and and tell us too about your career kind of over the long term I mean that's a you you came into science fiction you know when many people who are first discovering it now and going to the movies you know their parents had not even met (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, and there weren't all that many movies either. I mean, you know, we're talking um, the era. We're not talking quite the era of Plan 9 from Outer Space. The great science fiction video film tropes were simply not available to us. All of that was in the future. Science fiction was a tiny little field back then. It was still, I think, possible and, in fact, not uncommon... For a committed science fiction fan to be able to read every new thing published in any given year. Everything. Short fiction, long fiction. There weren't um, that many uh, series back then or trilogies. There were always been a few, but for the most part, it was an outpouring within a, a fairly rigid framework of creativity. And there were a lot of stupendous book editors, people like Terry Carr, who were out there looking for new stuff, edgy stuff, um, and bringing it out. So you not only got to read a lot of, of, you know, marching behind the banners of Robert A. Heinlein, which is not a bad thing, but you also got to read the the choices that people like Carr made. Uh, Ursula Le Guin's Left Hand of Darkness, which was just a heart stopper. You know, picking up, I, I remember picking up and reading it for the first time and just being absolutely blown away. One of those unrepeatable experiences. My talent, and I came to realize this over the year, is an, I'm a nice, solid journeyman writer. I'm not going to blast anybody's head off into outer space, although I keep trying. Um, and I just feel pleased that over the course of my career, I've been able to be part of what's been, uh, especially back then, a very exciting um, and and illuminating way of writing books.
0: I've been speaking with Marta Randall. She's the author of Journey, Islands, and Those Who Favor Fire. She was an editor of New Dimensions. Thank you for joining me, Marta.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.